0: Hey, what's going on, Washington Football X? It's your boy, Rod. I am back from uh, my duty. Uh, good to be back in the in the, the hot seat. Uh, back for Pod 59. We are joined by Joe from the Hog Farmers. Uh, so very excited to have him on the episode. But before we jump into Pod 59, I'm going to kick it to Phil and let him talk about one of our most famous Redskins slash Washington football team members to wear that number. Go
1: ahead, Phil. London Fletcher. Not Flector. But Fletcher, uh, number fifty-nine, the Iron Man. Um, you know, here's a guy who came out of the small John Carroll College uh, to the NFL, and immediately just became a guy who was couldn't they couldn't keep off the field. He never missed a game in his entire career, nineteen ninety eight to two thousand thirteen. He never missed a start. From 2001 until the end of his career in 2013, um, in fact, from '99 until th- 2013, out of all, he played in every game. He only didn't start in one, and that was in 2000. Uh, that's incredible for a middle linebacker who was very physical. I mean, he was a solid run defender, uh, could drop in pass coverage. You know, occasionally blitzed the quarterback as well. You know, 256 games in his career, 112 with uh, Washington, 80 with Buffalo, 64 with St. Louis, four-time Pro Bowler, all of them with Washington. He won a Super Bowl as a starting middle linebacker for the Rams on that 99 greatest show on turf team. Um, you know, his st- career stats, tackles, you know, turnovers, everything. Are You know, the biggest player cop you hear is Ray Lewis. Yet Lewis saw in the hall of fame and Fletcher isn't, but Fletcher also played for, you know, he wasn't flashy, you know, he wasn't marketable. He, he, he didn't have the, you know, the, the dance in the Super Bowl. He didn't get mic'd up for games. So he kind of gets overlooked, but to play all 256 games, you could have possibly played in a regular season in your career and to be effective the entire time. I mean, the guy had over a hundred tackles every season from two, 2000 on. Nope. Who does that? Nobody does that. So I know that you know, if we have a big campaign, get Joe Jacoby in hall of fame. I think we should have a big campaign to put Logan, or, sorry, London Fletcher in the hall of fame. Um, I just, I think that there's, there's certain Washington players who get overlooked, um, for one reason or another and London Fletcher is definitely one of them. I talked about how Wilbur Marshall should be in the Hall of Fame and he's not. And you can you can comp these guys to Hall of Fame players because they either were on teams that had more famous flashy players or because they played for teams like Washington that you know suffered through some bad seasons, they get overlooked and it's unfortunate. No, it definitely is. And and Phil, I I definitely appreciate your 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 nod
0: and paying homage to London Fletcher. He was definitely a great uh, Redskin, great member of the Washington football team history. And, uh, yeah, look forward to one day hopefully seeing his uh, his name be called to join that illustrious crowd in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, uh, good name, good name. So, uh, back to the pod at hand. Of course, like I said previously, we're joined by Joe from the Hog Farmers. I'm going to kick it to Steve right now. I'll let Steve kind of drive us a little bit and uh, get, us, get us chatting. So, uh, Steve, kick it to you, brother.
2: Hey, appreciate it. Hey, Joe, um, how you what's doing, brother? Up? What's up? Yeah, dude? yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us today, man. Um, really appreciate you coming on the show, taking the time out, and uh, talk a little bit about some football, and talk a little about the hog farmer. So, Joe, let's just let's just talk about you for a second. Let's. Uh, w- what's your story, man? How did you become a a Washington football slash, slash Redskins fan? What's your What's your fandom story here, real quick?
3: Oh, dude, born into it, man. Born into it. My dad. Like I was telling you earlier, before we got on the pod, my dad, uh, big Redskin fan, grew up outside D.C. in the like the Quantico area. He's in the Marines, so I was born into it. I like my first memory really. I remember '70 Chip a little bit, but uh, Joe Theismann breaking his leg. That's I think I was like five years old, dude. And that's like really vivid in my in my mind. And my dad took me to a game that year, uh, uh, 1980. Four or five is that the year he broke his leg? We played the Bengals uh, after that happened, and the first game I ever went to uh, your RFK Stadium. You know, just like everybody always talks about stadium shaking and all that stuff. But as like a you know six or seven year old at that time, uh, it was amazing. You know what I mean? We're getting beat all game, and then in the fourth quarter, I remember there's two Bengals fans in front of us like talking shit all game, and uh, we came back and won in the fourth quarter. And you know, you have probably ninety-eight percent of the stadium Redskin fans and you know just a few Bengals fans, which is not like FedEx, but uh, yeah. uh so you know of course we gave it to them. It was it was fun. You know, I was already hooked before then, but that really, that really got me. That's when I, you know, I wanted jerseys and all the stuff I can get. And then uh a really interesting story is my uh the the FBI Academy would bring like celebrities there like every year. And one year it was John Riggins. So John Riggins went to the, the shot show in Vegas with the, the NRA and my dad went with the Marines. And so he became, I wouldn't necessarily say friends, but on that trip, they became like buddies, my dad and John Riggins. So John Riggins came back to base on Quantico. That's the first autograph I got in, like in person. I took up a like a fresh crisp dollar bill. I still have slid it over to him and <laughs> slid it over to him. And he's like, thanks little man. You know, like put in his pocket. You know, I was too, I couldn't say anything. And my dad's like, you know, ask him. I'm like, you know, can I get your autograph, you know? And uh, so my my name is Joe, obviously. My dad's name is also Joe. So they called me Little Joe at the time. So he signed it, you know, to Little Joe Best Wishes, John Reagan. You know, I, I still have that autograph today. So it's just always, it's always, it's always been there. I, I would say probably 95% of my family are Redskins fans. Uh, the other ones are are not born into the family they are married into the family Uh, so they like whoever they like a couple cowboy fans in there a couple giants fans but everyone that's blood my family is redskin fan so uh need to say we took a little hard when the name changed uh i i uh it was hard for me to adapt at first but you know it is what it is now so uh, it was it was hard for us oh
0: yeah remaining the redskins addicts for the longest brother so yeah it's uh, i mean people are listening to us they can't see but steve is wearing a redskins hat um i have a redskins you know hat on Uh, steve at least has a washington football team sweat hoodie on but uh yeah it's 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 hard but i i think that the the most awesome thing of it all is is that i mean you saying hey i got a john riggins autograph you know at two years old three years old whatever and maintaining that piece of history. So no matter what the name may be, the history is still the same. I think that's the most important aspect uh, to remember and Absolutely. to think about with this organization as we move forward. So, man, that was, that was awesome to hear, man. I, I got like goosebumps and chills and it's not cold down here at all, um, but I'm just wearing a hat cause I want some paraphernalia on. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, man. Yeah no, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no
2: doubt. Hey, Joe being, being where you are, do you, you know, South, Southeast uh, Virginia, do you get to make it to any, any games recently? so for the for the longest time you know i had season
3: tickets when i first joined the military but and i was gone so much i was selling you know i would sell my tickets like on ebay or whatever and then when i would make it to the games the, the people would be like bro you had like some cowboy fans in here you, you know i wouldn't really pay attention who was buying them. so then instead of other fans buying my tickets i just canceled my season tickets you know what i mean and then i, I would just go when i was here uh I didn't go to any games. Obviously last year, I went to the game in Miami year four, last, uh, I was down, I was actually working in Florida. So I missed all those games. So then I was like, man, I got to get season tickets again. I'm out the military. I'm retired. No reason why I shouldn't be going. So, uh, I asked my wife, not that it mattered what she said at that time, but like, <laughs> did, did she want to go too? do you want to get two season tickets? She was like, yeah, of course. So, uh, so that's what i did uh so i'm I'm ready i'm ready for next season bro I'm oh so you're, you're back
2: on the season ticket train yeah ready.
3: i'm ready to go back on the season ticket train so
2: yeah that's good cool. yeah we we had him in my family for about 12 13 years and we we gave him up you know i think we're in like 13 14 14 maybe times were bad and they were getting hard to sell so i i feel your i feel your your pain on that one um but hopefully you know we, we're trending up huh
0: I think you give them like 16. Maybe it was 16. You.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It was maybe it was a little bit later, but it was getting hard to sell them. And like, like Joe said, you, you never want to, I mean, we would eat them if we couldn't sell them to Redskins fans at the time. So we, we tried not to go on, you know, Craigslist or because I, I, I figure we got that we got the dirty eye one time we did it <laughs> and we never did it again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, dude.
3: That, that, that's exactly what happened to me. It, you know, I got some complaints. So I was like, man, just you know, screw it. I'll just eat them. But then I ended up I ended up only going to one game one year and you know, I had eight tickets. So I you know, that was a big waste of money. So
0: I was I was eating my tickets in Afghanistan, uh, deployed there a couple of years ago, and my wife just gave me the business. You know, paying thirty four hundred dollars for two tickets and not going to a single game, um, that sucked. That yeah. sucked so bad. And it was it was incredibly hard to sell the tickets, man. And I would sell like I would post them in Redskins groups, and I'm like, hey, like face value. That's it. Like, I just want to break even, and people are like, "I'll give you thirty-five dollars for a ticket," and I was like, "I will take the financial loss before yeah. I do it." Maybe I'm too petty. Maybe I shouldn't have done that, but I was like, "Like, come on, man! Like, if you're like an addict and you're like you love the squad and you're not willing to pay like face value, I'm not making a dime." And yeah, it's it's. I, I do not blame you for getting rid of the tickets because it is hard to sell them, man.
3: Yeah, I did, I did the same thing. They were like, people would be like, "I could get them at the stadium game day for thirty bucks." I'm yeah. like. Well then, go get them at the stadium, man.
1: Scalpers. <laughs> go, go go walk around the parking lot. Yeah, yeah go ahead.
3: Like a copy paste
0: message that they send to you know Redskins ticket owners because uh, I got those so many times. It's like oh, I could get a game day for you know this amount of money. I'm like, okay, well go get a game day. I'm I'm not yeah. selling you my ticket. I was section one twenty seven, like row twenty five. I was. They were pretty good seats, really great seats. I love them, man. And um, yeah, it's just uh. It sucks that it was hard to sell, but I, I loved I love your piece earlier too. When you were just talking about RFK as a kid and like ninety eight percent Redskins fans in the stadium. Like I hope that this era is getting us will get us back to that condition where Washington football team fans want to fill out the stadium 'cause it it's been painful the past couple of years for sure
3: yeah yeah dude i mean i I think we could say at the very least at this moment right now it feels like we are professionally ran at least you know what i mean Uh, so you keep doing that and hopefully we'll keep building on what we did this past season because it's tough man it's tough going to the stadium eight times and you know it's almost like 50 50 fans it seems like and Mm -hmm. your team loses and you, you know like you said you're paying a couple thousand dollars to go you know all the games and they don't win it
2: it sucks that sucks yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna say like the, the 10 and 11 2010 2011 are probably some of the hardest games to go to ever I mean I was at the Rex Beck game the way they were, we were screaming for Beck it was so bad 20 nothing will be 2012 though that was a dope scene. The fact that you were screaming for Beck is bad. Uh, I <laughs> was Dude, guilty. I'm not that, gonna lie. That's what I was all me. over.
1: I was all over Hogshaven and all these other forums. Like, don't cheer for Beck. Don't <laughs> do it. And There's like a thousand <laughs> Hail Marys that you owe us tonight, bro.
3: Dude, I was in. <laughs> Jap- I was. I was stationed in Japan during the 2012 season. Like the best season we've had in the last 15 years, or most exciting, anyway. I wasn't even here. Games are coming on at like six in the morning over there. I was missing them all. Oh my god! We, we, I was a we
2: drummer, thought, man. We we thought we had we had our guy, man. And, uh, that that's uh. a story for another time.
0: But we do though. We got Ryan Fitzpatrick. We have our guy.
2: Okay. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that here very shortly. <laughs> okay, Steve. By the way,
1: by the way, I, I missed I missed the uh, the the pre pod chatter. Did you say you're did, Joe? You're in southwestern Virginia. I'm in Chesapeake. Oh, you're southeastern Virginia. Never mind. I know one of you guys is near me. That's why I was curious. I didn't know which one where, of the hog farmers was near me. Where are you from? I'm out in Huh? I'm, from, I'm out in Western, west, Virginia. I'm I'm just north of Harrisonburg. I'm from South Boston, Virginia. Okay, so you're you're way down there then. Yeah. Uh, KJ, I drove to your old stopping grounds a couple weeks ago. <laughs> KJ's in Chase City. Hmm. I could have sworn I saw someone was in Stanton. That's Chris. Why was... Chris. Chris lives in Stanton. Okay, so he's only about 20 minutes from me then so i'll have to get get a beer with that guy
2: (laughs) (laughs) well on that note joe let's let's talk about the hog farmers so let's tell everyone you know we we know who you guys are but give us a rundown of, of what the hog farmers are what you guys do what you guys stand for and what's your guys um i guess mission for for a lack of a better term
3: and so you know it started off with you know chris his his daughter had cancer so he wanted to do something so he he and the other guys before I, I was a member, you know, decided to start the Hog Farmers. And, you know, what we do is uh, we want to help families that are affected by pediatric cancer. And for that, what that means for us is, you know, it's expensive to, you know, go to the hospital and the gas and food and stuff like that. And so we will send the you know, we'll send a gift package of Chris had the shirt made with like the side snaps off so you can get access to ports when you get like chemotherapy and stuff like that. We send them a shirt. We now have a, a beanie that's, that's pretty cool uh, and, and a bunch of gift cards uh, for gas, for food, whatever they want. We kind of ask them like, you know, what do you like? What do you want? What do you need? And we send it. And then as they need more, we send more. You know, this past Christmas, we did something a little bit different. We had a family actually down here in in the Norfolk area that was kind of struggling financially right right before Christmas, you know mom single mom three kids and one of them was you know a little boy that they had helped before I became a hog farmer and Cody so we bought them a Christmas tree all the gifts for the three kids clothes gift cards you know pretty much took care of the whole Christmas for the mom uh, which was which was my first experience like kind of hands-on with them so I was I was kind of hooked right there like when we took all this stuff in there and seeing the mom's face the relief that you know my kids do have something for Christmas, you know, because she was really worried, like I'm not gonna have anything to give these guys for Christmas, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, seeing seeing Cody, a little boy that they had helped before, I was hooked right then. So since then, man, we have grown in the last few months crazy. I think we have like 30 kids now, all some all the way in in uh like Colorado, Memphis, obviously some Virginia maryland north carolina they're all over the place and it's kind of become like a word of mouth thing like this family will say hey you guys helped us and and then we'll get like an email you know we'll reach out kind of research the story and boom you know you got another family and you got another family and you got another family and it's uh one thing i've learned though it's it's like having two jobs man for real uh it's you go to work during the day and then it's almost like we're working several hours at night you know kind of following up you know what can we do to help more kind of what ideas do you have And this golf tournament has been like insane. So it's just, it's just a way to, to give back. You know, I, I think some people get it twisted. Like we think we're some superstar fans or something like that. We're just regular fans, dude, that wear goofy ass clothes. We just right. like to help kids. We just like <laughs> to help kids, man. So uh it's cool, man.
2: You know, it, it's so commendable what you guys do. And, you know, our hats off to you guys. And and you know what? Nothing is stronger than the heart of a volunteer. And you know, I, I tell you that straight up. And it's just a, it's an honor for you to be here. And we're, we're just, you know, it, it's just such a good story. And that's why we want to get this thing out. And let's, so let's, let's talk about the next um, big event. Like you just, you got a hint on it. You so say the third annual Bob Early golf tournament, you know, hashtag be like Bob. That's right. So, so
3: Bob Early, his dad, he would have his golf. He would not have this golf. He would help uh, the Jake Herdison ch- uh, Challenger Memorial Jamboree, and what that is is like little league baseball players that are special needs, either physically or intellectually challenged. You know, it could be wheelchair or you know other kind of handicaps, and it's it's a little league for them. So he his dad would raise money for them. His dad passed away. His dad's name was Bob. So he he created the Be Like Bob uh foundation to raise money for this little league well because of covid last year they didn't play little league so last year he had the golf tournament gave him he donated all the money so he contacted us and said hey i donated that money last year they they haven't spent it because they didn't play baseball uh, we want to i want to team up with you guys and we'll we'll kind of split it you know some for you know some for your charity some for that charity and we're like that sounds pretty dope you know what i mean so uh here april 3rd at suffolk golf course uh we're gonna we're gonna put on a little uh a little uh, little golf match here and uh i think we already have like 20 teams so like about 80 players we have all our sponsorship filled up thank you guys you guys are badass yeah Uh, so it's gonna be a cool thing and uh, you know we have a raffle going now i I think people are kind of getting a little tired of raffles but we have some pretty cool shit in there uh yeah uh, uh we have some uh, some cool items. Chase Young got a football from Chase Young. He signed Alex Smith, an actual skin football. Uh Brian Mitchell. We have an RFK seat, uh, which I would really like to take home with me. But <laughs> uh, you know,
1: I might so get on, little,
3: on that one. <laughs> a little bit of insider trading here, or what? I, I, I wish. I wish it worked like that. I wish it worked like that. So, uh, but you know it's it's cool man we have people hit us up all the time like hey i have this we had had somebody hit us up recently it was like hey i got some gloves that sean taylor wore in like 2005 or something like that i'm thinking about donating to you guys so i you know i was like you might want to think about that one you know what i mean like you might want to think about what you got there it was was a, a lady and uh so so she's thinking about it but could you imagine like I, that'd be hard for me to raffle that one i'm like i don't know what happened i'm just kidding but yeah. uh
0: i mean i have sean, T- sean tyler sean taylor football behind me and uh, I i couldn't imagine letting that go so that's you know that's incredibly
3: selfless for someone to Dude. offer up some
0: sign to <laughs> that's and
3: that's what that's what i and i would like to plug that man that we get a, like a lot of kudos but we couldn't do anything without people like you guys that help us out uh, all those washington fans i mean that's probably what the majority of us donating uh we are just like the the in-between really you guys make it happen you know what i mean so i'm very appreciative i i love seeing you know you could we haven't been a very good football team for a long time so you, you have all the excuses in the world to be down but to see so much positivity from that it's awesome so
2: yeah especially you know 2020 the, the, the stupid ass year that was man it's it's always good to see something positive you know in, in the light of a bunch of you know dark and, and, and negativity so and yes, one sir. more plug though so let's not forget the amazon smile i know there's so many people out there that buy amazon yeah i, I probably am on there at least two or three times a day oh forget some at the store i'm an amazon forget the store. so you know, you too can contribute to the hog farmers. If you just go to Amazon smile and, and, and look them up, you can, you can plug them in. I think they're under hog farmers, Inc. And yep. uh, a little bit of each, each sale you you make the proceeds go to the hog farmers.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad you mentioned that. Oh. I completely forgot about that one. That one cost you nothing. So
2: cost you nothing. Might as well do something <laughs> while you're doing nothing. Just no. like uncle Rico said. That's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And I'm I'm literally, Steve, I was going to mention that I'm at the Amazon site right now. And just a reminder to anyone who is listening to this, I'm not sure exactly how the app works, but on a desktop website to make sure the hog farmers get that contribution from your purchase at no cost to you, you have to go to the URL of smile.amazon.com. If you don't do that, even though you have them selected as a charity, it will not give that 0.5% um donation to the hog farmer so you have to once again go to smile.amazon.com plug the hom far, hog farmers inc uh, as your supporting charity and then they'll get all uh proceeds from that purchase so that that is easily without a doubt like a, a a passive donation to a great charity amazon you know does a great job with that and i'm very appreciative that steve you thought of that a couple weeks ago and um uh, you know, they pushed out the tweet uh, through the addicts and, you know, got some um, got a lot of folks uh, to sign up and say, hey, this is a great idea. Let's do that. And it's just a small gesture. And like you said, everyone shops at Amazon and to give to, you know, um, kids who, who need our assistance the most and their families. That's probably the greatest thing we can do uh, in today's day and age. So, yeah, thanks for that
2: yeah and on the amazon app if you just go into your settings there's a specific line that says amazon smile you click on it you 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 search your charity of choice and it's that simple so amazon really made it foolproof for everyone to to, to donate good stuff so yes sir yes sir hey i forgot to mention to that tweet you pushed out we i think we're up to like 80 people that oh. use us
3: on on uh Amazon smile, man. So that's pretty kick ass. Yeah. We're going to, we,
2: we, awesome. we do need to plug this in uh, our Facebook group. We have about 5,200 people right now. So we, we actually do need to plug that in there. I know we did it all, We did a mass Twitter campaign, so we'll put it in there too. And hopefully, uh, you know, we can help double, triple that, you know,
3: yeah, I, I I was on the Facebook group that, when you guys switched the names over, and it was a lot of, a lot of happy people on there. <laughs> oh
0: my god!
3: That, that's, that's, <laughs> these, I, oh, man. I,
0: I I got called some uh, some interesting names uh, in the English language for sure for that change. It's yes, passion. We spoke about that earlier in this pod, but yeah, there's people are very passionate about the name, you know, the former and the eventual name. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate that it, it kind of turned a little bit ugly at times with that.
2: Yeah, so so Joe, while we have you, man, let's so let's talk about some some football now. Um, we got we got the best part of the pot out of the way, which is about your charity, and um, you know, it's 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 free agency time, and and let's just do a quick recap. And we want to hear, you know, your thoughts as a fan. How do how do you think we're doing? So what we did in the off season, clearly, we we tagged Sheriff eighteen mil second franchise tag. You know, we signed Dustin Hopkins. We signed Ryan Fitzpatrick for um, you know ten million with an escalator of uh, what was it up to twelve million? Up to twelve, um, yeah. Up to twelve, and um, we um, let's see here. Sorry, having a having a brain fart. Let me reorganize myself. We so we tendered Cam Sims, yeah, so he's coming back. We signed William Jackson the third as cornerback. And then the latest and greatest off the press, we signed Curtis Samuel, a wide receiver. Hey, Alex, we'll be right back after a quick break from our sponsor. So, Joe, how are you feeling about this, man? What do you think about the direction given, given everything we, we've done, we've seen given the 2020 season moving into 2021, Ron's culture change, you know, our salary cap? How do these moves so far make you feel as a fan? So
3: far, you know, I'm excited. I know a lot of people were upset about how much money we're paying
2: Brandon Sheriff,
3: but I I think Ron has said it before, you know, your best players need to be your hardest workers. You know what I mean? And I think even though that's a lot of money for a guard, he's, he's definitely got a reputation as working hard. You know, if he stays healthy, he's one of the top probably four or five guards in the league. I don't, you know, I don't know if you quite say he's number one, but I think with the salary cap, projected to go up that's probably why they went ahead and weren't weren't sweating the the cap charge that they're going to get this year you know as far as like Fitzpatrick uh you know when it first happened I was kind of like uh, you know which Fitzpatrick are you going to get you get the one the last couple of years you know what I mean that pretty high up there in QBR and stuff like that or you're going to get the pre last couple of years the uh, Fitz tragic you know uh but I look at it simply is he better than what we had last year and I think you could say yes you know what I mean I, I know a lot of people are, are all in on Tyler Heineke and I would love for that to work out. But I mean it's such a small sample size. You you can't you can't hit your wagon to that. You know what I mean? You you hope. Uh but I, I would say Fitzpatrick is probably an upgrade over 2020 Alex Smith, you know.
2: Uh, yeah, it was pretty abysmal. I, I think we won in spite of our quarterback play last year. Um I think you're right. It it's a sure thing with with Fitz, you know, yeah. you're going to get some turnovers, you're going to get some yardage. It's a yeah. sure thing. You don't know what you're going to get with Allen or Heineke or Steven Montez for that matter. And before we go, and I do want I can't forget that we did also sign Lamar Miller back as running back. And then I also overlooked the uh, offensive tackle, David Sharp. So not that those two have a huge impact on the calculus, but, but still. Go ahead, Joe.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a good depth moves. You know, uh, I think we had them last year. I don't really remember. And playing too much but uh yeah i think those are good depth moves and then you know i'm super super excited about about signing uh samuel right before we got here uh having mm-hmm. enough having another another weapon as a receiver to kind of take some of that pressure off terry is going to be huge you know what i mean i think i was kind of thumbing through the stats before i got on I, the next closest wide receiver had like 32 receptions and that was cam sims uh i i I know Logan Thomas had like 70-some receptions, but receiver-wise, you know, 32 receptions from Cam Sims, like 20-some from Steve Sims. You had Terry with seventy or 87. Uh, Samuel had 77 last year. So to take some pressure on him, and he could be moved all over the place, you know what I mean, out the backfield, uh, screens, sweeps. There's so many ways they could use him, and we have so much versatility with guys like him. And, and you know, there are a whole running back group that we have. You know, they can run and catch uh, – I'm excited for what we can do if we get the Fitz magic, not the Fitz tragic. So, uh, I I would love to see us find a middle linebacker, uh, another one. Uh, I don't really know who's left out there. Uh, I know most of them got signed. Most of the big name tight ends are all gone. Uh, uh, but, you know, like last year, I know a lot of people were probably down on the signings we had, but we had a good coaching staff and they got a lot of those players. You know, who would have thought Logan Thomas would give you 72 receptions and six touchdowns last year? You know, I'll be honest, I'm a Virginia Tech fan too. Yeah. I, you know, I'm like, you got this quarterback from Virginia Tech. You know? But, hey, he, he got better and better, it seemed, each week. So, I think that's probably has a lot to do with coaching too. So, you know, I'm excited. And then – then uh. You know, to, I know a lot of people kind of, you know, I, my mind just went blank on the cornerback we lost to Denver. Ronald,
2: Ronald Darby.
3: Darby, Darby. You know, why oh. don't we pay Darby ten? We're paying this guy like fourteen AAV. But it seems like he's uh, he's Jackson's more of like a press maybe corner. He's. A, I went back and yes. watched a little oh, yeah. bit, a little bit of the game we played the Bengals, and you know he he looks fast to me, quick hips. Stay with Terry pretty well. You know, I don't watch many Bengals games, so I can't say, other than the game we played on, you know, how good or he's not. But it seems like these dudes that know it all on On ESPN seem to say he was in the one rated cornerback that was available. I don't know. I don't know how true that is, but it is kind of exciting to maybe we could play a little bit more press, at least on one side, instead of always zone it with the D line that we have, man. He never had no D line like that in, in Cincinnati. So you know, I know a lot of people are like, he's only got like three career interceptions. They probably had, you know, 10 seconds to throw the ball against their team because they had no pass rush. <laughs> I think they were like the worst for sacks last year. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, it seems that Ron and his staff where he goes has, has the ability to get a lot out of the cornerback. So, you know, kind of make zeros heroes. So uh, hopefully he could do that here, man. I, I, I'm pumped even with like Fitzpatrick. If for nothing else, he's gonna be exciting, you know what I mean? He's gonna be exciting. You're gonna get those boom plays and you'll probably get some of the bus plays, but it'll be exciting, man. And it, it's the dink and dunk stuff is boring as hell. Huh? Oh, uh yes. it's boring as hell. If you're not if you're not pressing the, the space, your <laughs> if you're not stretch, stretching the field, man, uh in this day and age in NFL, it makes it hard for your offense to, you know, to dink and dunk down the field. And that's how we lose those really close games because we just were not explosive. And when we, when you go back and watch the tape, you're like, man, we got dudes open everywhere, it looks like, you know? Yeah. Uh, yep. So.
2: And, and the thing about what you, you, you hit it on a second ago, um, uh, Jackson coming from the Bengals, you know, we had the fifth, fifth best rated defensive line according to Pro Football Focus, and they had the 30th best right you know they had a total of 17 sacks as a as a collective defensive unit we had 47 and he Ooh. still performed you know at that level so that i think that says a lot to what you know jackson did on that really bad defense so i'm excited he his job should be much easier on this team as it was on on the bangles my yeah. buddy's a bangles fan just just to, to uh plug him whatever and
0: my, my my friend said that hey he's 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 upset very upset um, says that, you know, of a 30th ranked defense, he was probably one of their better, if not best defender. So um, I'm not sure what that means exactly when you talk about the, the, the ranking of the team defenses overall. Um, but he's saying we're getting a very good player. So I'm, I'm excited about that signing, you know, the 14 million. It's weird because some pundits say it's uh it's CB one money. Some pundits say it's CB two. Grant Paulson says it's CB one. Um, many other, you know, football, analysts say it's CB two money. So i I hope it works out, you know, 10 million, 14 million to us commoners. That's, that's a huge point, yeah. you know, price difference to the billionaires who are paying that salary. It's, it's, it's a quarter. So, you know, yeah. it's uh we'll see, we'll see how it works
3: out, but I hope it's for our, for our favor for sure. I think 2021 his cap hits like 6.6 or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. It's really so.
0: small. Exactly. So the, the, the average annual value is 14 million, but the yep. cap hit is very small. But it balloons. But I I think the expectation of that front office is, yeah, we took a cap hit this year. You know, there's a reduction. They're expecting like 200 million. It's 180 million or something like that. But the expectation is post-COVID, you know, knock on wood, you know, the world returns to normal. Um, That escalator for salary cap for teams is going to jump through the roof. Yeah, and, uh, I, I think like 2022 is like it'll be like 220 million is the expectation that's 40 million more than this year. So yeah, I think
3: I I think I've seen somewhere like they like they're trying to get like ESPN or something like that to like double what they pay now, you know, like a hundred percent increase in TV deal, dude. So who knows what the salary cap's gonna be. It you know, what it, it should be up, but it sounds like it could be way up, you know. Yeah, so
2: it'd be nice. Hey Phil, what's your what's your uh what's your overall thoughts how we're how we're living in uh the free agency world so far?
1: Well, anyone knows that I kind of went kind of nuts on a signing Fitzpatrick. Um, I'll get to that in a second. But I love the Samuel signing, especially because of the fact that it wasn't a blow the doors off contract. It's actually a little less than we thought he was going to get. Uh, so I, I love the idea of getting guys at value and not and and i know that when it comes to good free agents you usually have to overpay a little bit um and that's expected and it's not happened jackson isn't an overpay um samuel isn't an overpay so we're getting guys at value and we're not breaking the bank which is allowing us to still be able to maneuver and utilize our cap space even more. I mean, there's still stuff floating out there that we're interested in another receiver. You know, if somehow we can maneuver the cap to get Galladay tonight, I may go and pull uh, the old rod prediction and say 12-4, and we're going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Um, Just because... You have so many weapons. And I know everybody has the thing about Fitzmagic versus Fitz Tragic. The guy likes to throw interceptions. He's a gunslinger. And a lot of that comes from the fact that he trusts his receivers, good or bad. And if you have good receivers, they can make something out of you know the trust he puts into them. They can get those balls that maybe an average or a subpar receiver won't get. That's the hope. I'm trying to think positively here because I'm not a huge Ryan Fitzpatrick fan. Um, As far as Fitzpatrick, I was doing some research and uh, let me go over, let me give you some numbers here. I'm going to pull an Ellie and give you some numbers 31st, 28th, 24th, 19th, 16th, 28th, 30th, 26th, 16th, 7th, 9th, 28th. You know what those are? Those are the scoring defensive ranks of the teams that Ryan Fitzpatrick has played for every year. The seventh and ninth had winning records. The rest, they're all at best middle of the middle of the pack defenses. So this is by far going to be the best defense that Fitzpatrick has ever had opposite of him. Um, And I think that that will help. It will mean that we have to rely less on his arm to keep us in games. We have Antonio Gibson. We brought back Lamar Miller. We got McKissick and and Barbara on the roster still. We can run the ball. We don't have to throw the ball 50 times and, and play come from behind ball to win games. So maybe a little bit of that ball control mixed in with the ability to get the ball downfield and wing it a little more can make us a better team instead of winning a division at seven and nine. Maybe we can win a division at 10, and six, 11, and five. Maybe, maybe I, it's such a, it's, I'm trying to look at this from, from other angles. You, you know, me, I hate, you know, going off the initial emotional response, which I had all day yesterday. And then today it's been like, okay, Let's look at this a little more logically. So, those numbers I gave you were up until uh, he went to, uh, up until he left the Jets. By the way, I didn't finish up my research, but the numbers I have kind of tell you the bulk of his career. You know, he's had they they basically teams have leaned on his arm when he's been in the game to win games. So maybe not having to do that makes him you know will make him more effective. And receivers like him. We talked to Anthony Armstrong before beginning of last season, and he even said it, you know, receivers like gunslingers because you know you're going to get a chance. So maybe that's part of why Samuels came. Say, hey, at least we got a quarterback who's going to throw me the ball. Yeah, and I saw saw
2: a weird stat, not a weird stat, but a crazy stat. uh, I think Samuel was, I think he was like 77%. Catch rate on 50 50 balls.
0: In the NFL a deep ball catches. Yeah. That's,
2: cr- that's crazy. That's crazy. So, yeah, you're right. I you wouldn't Joe. even think, think that with a guy like, with Samuel kind of size either. Yeah. He's, he's
0: on the ball. Teddy, Teddy's, I, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think we all do, but his, his arm hasn't been, you know, it's, it's never been in the circle as the strongest stretch in the field type of, type of QB. So that was, that was, that was cool to see. Yep.
2: Um, well, gentlemen, um, I think we're going to, we're going to probably bring this one to a close. And and Joe, as we like to close out our, our podcast, we love to do, uh, you know, see if you have any shout outs. So you as our, our guests, we'll let you go first. You have anyone you'd like to give a special shout out to before we close out?
3: Oh, man, I actually, I'd like to give a shout out to you guys, you know, reaching out and, uh, sponsoring a hole in the, in the golf tournament. That was pretty dope, man. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, all that will go to good use. So, uh, Definitely, I'll give you guys a shout. I really appreciate
2: that. Yeah, that's cool. I hope we can get a picture of the, uh, of the the signs on the courses too on the on the actual golf tournament day. That'd be that'd be awesome. Hopefully, you guys can do one of these up in the Northern DMV area sometime. So so I can I can jump in on it.
0: Yeah, I wish I wasn't in Kansas. I would definitely. <laughs> if I was still in Stafford. <laughs> I would show up for sure. But
1: yeah, I, I mean, it. I I, I love to go out there and show you all my triple digit score.
0: That's what I was going to say. My handicap's like one ninety four, but.
1: Yeah, I would definitely do. <laughs> I, just,
3: I just, I just go for the beer cart. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And I'm,
2: I'm oh, really man. glad. I'm glad you guys got all the sponsors filled, and uh, so that was really, that was good. I know when we, when we reached out, I think you only had about four or five left, I think. So I was glad we could actually get on before, before everything got booked up. That means a lot to us that we could do that. So um,
1: that's cool. Hey Phil, who you have, who you have a uh, shoutouts for today? I'm going to shout out uh, Lamar Bland. Uh, I know he gets regular shout-outs here, but here lately especially, I've been, I'm enjoying the logic and, and the facts that he's been bringing to uh, the the, to the, to the group with his posts. Shout-out to uh, Marcus Davis for bringing the opposite. Um <laughs> for spent spent 20 minutes complaining we signed some guy from the Bengals he can't be any good until everyone said dude he's good um shout out to the hog farmers um I'm a huge proponent of charity in general nonprofits. I think that they can be the most effective ways to bring aid and service to people directly uh so anytime I can get behind a cause like this I I enjoy it so shout out to all the hog farmers Joe Chris everyone Uh, Because you're doing, you know, the, the work of society right there. So shout out to you guys. Big time. Thank you, brother.
2: I'll get my shout outs real quick and then I'll turn it over to Rod. Yeah. Shout out to you, you, uh, hog farmer, Joe, thanks for joining us. Shout out to the hog farmers in general and, and just keep doing what you guys are doing. You know, you guys are a blessing to society, you know, whether you think you have a big impact or not, I can tell you, you guys do. And shout out to all the, the players who got re-signed on, on our team and, and, you know, just stay the course, be patient. I know some of us aren't used to having this, this level of, of, of patience. We're always being told to, Oh yeah, just have, have faith, have faith. Well, I, I for the first time, I think it's actually a little bit different. I know it's hard for some people to believe. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stay the course. Shout out to all the fans. Be patient. Let's see what happens. we got the draft coming up. So, and shout out to all the uh, Washington football addicts in the, in the Facebook group. Love you guys. And uh, yeah, Rod, take us home.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely give a shout out to the Hog Farmers. Um, and before we start recording this pod, we were talking to Joe. I thought it was just Joe, Jeff, and Chris. And be, before I give my final shouts, like, Joe, you said there were there were like five of you guys, so you got like a piglet farmer and another hog farmer <laughs> kind of team. So be- before I give my final shout out, I need you to kind of clarify that for every listener out there. How many how many hog farmers actually are there? So so
3: we got five now. It's myself. We got Jeff. We got Chris. We have KJ, uh, and we have Corey. Corey is probably the most unknown, but he is the he's the magic man that's that does the website. He has improved our processes probably a thousand times over dude real smart guy he does a lot of work so uh give a shout out to Corey too he he's a badass no
0: that's awesome man appreciate the clarification on that but my my shout out obviously dev and ellie for not being here on this pod you know chatting up with you joe but in the washington football addicts group which is our probably not probably it is our most popular footprint in social media um my shout out goes to purcell smith Um, given his full government name, but a post today, he said, (laughs) he said, I think Washington will trade Kerrigan and possibly a few others to move up some spaces in the draft. And he got bombed on that post. People are like, Kerrigan's a free agent. You're a fool. You're an idiot. I hate this fan base. Nobody knows anything. He then gave a follow-up that said, Hey, it's clearly a troll post. He's trying to bring some laughter. So Purcell Smith, you definitely brought some laughter to the group you, you brought some laughter to us uh but we appreciate all addicts it's 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 all fun and games like legitimately i'm not i'm not trying to throw that man's name in the mud or anything like that uh, purcell gives nothing but great content and feedback in the group um but yeah it's it, i love it i love talking washington football team content with with fans um joe thank you for joining our pod tonight it's, it's been a pleasure having you on us uh, on as our, our, our featured guest but uh yeah, it's uh it's that time, so uh yeah, just thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening and uh as always, hail man. Hail. Peace.
1: Hell yeah.